Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the PPC Chat Roundup. In today's episode, we have Julie bringing up a topic in light of it being Amazon Prime Day this week. We've got some Amazon Prime Days this week, so we'll be focusing on capturing attention in a crowded world. So yeah, we've got loads of platforms where loads of people are advertising on. The competition is you know, higher than it has ever been, even though there was competition has been growing steadily and it was high a few years ago. It's even higher now. There's a crowded market on pretty much all the platforms, whether it is Google or Facebook or Microsoft or even like the likes of TikTok and some of the smaller brands and and threads, maybe, maybe not threads just yet. Nope, definitely not the threads one, but also the likes of Twitter and Quora and Reddit. All those platforms have competition. And of course, Amazon with Amazon Prime Days, everybody has a sale going on during Amazon Prime Days. So we talk about how crowded it is, what's your strategy and what you do to stand out. So yeah, I hope you enjoy. Hello and a warm welcome to this episode of the PPC Chat Roundup, a podcast where I round up the Slack discussion that happens on Tuesdays at 5pm GMT. I'm your host Anu and I'm recording from my studio here in London, UK and I use this platform to share not just expert but also my ideas and considered best practices about paid media and the direction the digital industry is going in. So if you want to keep up to date with my tips and tricks in the industry and get the latest on the podcast that has been called your go-to, if you don't make it to the PPC PPC chat live discussions and even if you do then like follow share and retweet and that's right twitter with my handle the marketing anu or join us on our linkedin group which is the ppc chat roundup linkedin group or you can join us on instagram and follow us on instagram even and check out the profile at ppc chat underscore roundup to get quotes and snippets from previous episodes so we have Julie this time leading on her own on this great topic, talking about how we can capture attention in a crowded market with all, you know, sales season coming up. It's not even just Amazon Prime Days. You know, this quarter Q4 is big for e-commerce, you know, with uh, not just not just the sales around Amazon Prime, but also Halloween, you know, shopping that gets done and then Thanksgiving and then Christmas, obviously, and then days in between Christmas and New Year's Day, Boxing Day, people may be returning stuff and buying better presents for themselves. A lot of shopping going on over the next three months. So how do you make sure you stay relevant and, you know, capture your customers' attention? Because that's the thing. It's not just about capturing anyone's attention. It's capturing your customers' attention. Before we get into the chat, as usual, Julie mentioned, before we get to the question, this chat is intended for PPC professionals of all levels. If you have something you want to share, please do. We are a friendly and supportive community please don't be afraid to participate but if you want to be a lurker if you just want to read back to some of the answers that um, people have written yep it all of that is recorded easily in the ppc chat slack channel and of course lurkers of the of the podcast who just want to listen in and listen to some of the great advice that's been given by the community including myself yeah welcome to this latest episode we would love to have you here so Julia, Julie then goes on to ask, uh, goes on to question one for us saying, how competitive is advertising for the brands or industries you are currently working with 
for PPC advertising and what industries are you working in? So what are those industries that you're finding competitive? Julia Vice starts us off saying, very, I have two retailers, one a toy company, Vacations, and a restaurant client in the mix this year. Amazon is always in our auctions, driving up price, but so is Best Buy, Toys R Us, Canada especially, and McDonald's. It's not quite the same with public sector, but there are definitely lots of variables in the auction. Julie goes, yeah, competitiveness definitely varies. I am strictly lead gen. One consistency across accounts, though in the past year has been an increase in costs for similar results. Is Google shaking the cushions for lead gen search ads? And Julie goes, yeah, are you seeing anything with with being Amazon Prime days yet? So are they any, any, you know, people putting sales up even before the Amazon Prime day starts? Julie continues, I tweeted yesterday that Walmart started their own Prime Day type promotional sales yesterday and advertised it during the Sunday night NFL game here in the US. Julia goes, yeah, they're definitely promoting Prime Big Deal Days today and tomorrow, but with with a slightly different flavor for Thanksgiving. It's very shop now so you can get things out of the way where prompt up here rather than deals, deals, deals. At least that's what I've seen. Dave goes, yeah, I'm working with a nonprofit now and gearing up for my first big giving Tuesday, wondering how this will compare to my Black Friday Cyber Monday experiences, but certain areas of fundraising is definitely very competitive for those limited donor dollars. Julie goes, I love the idea of giving Tuesday, but I often wonder if it gets worse, worse results being right after big expenditure weekend, especially in a year like this one when finances are tighter. Do you push year end gift planning as part of your GT campaigns? Robert goes to David Galiguas, where Dave had said, I'm working with a nonprofit now and gearing up for my first big giving Tuesday. Yeah. And Robert goes, I've worked with nonprofits for several years and the CPCs on fundraising or donor terms are crazy. Hard to compete with deep pocketed entities like the Red Cross or big colleges with big endowments. So yeah, I found it very interesting that some charities are extremely rich. So like even especially here in the UK and it's great. I feel like the likes of Cancer Research UK having a lot of funds to be able to go, go behind research is great. I just find that they are a charity who make a lot of money from donations for a good purpose. But yeah, they are very well funded. Beth Bax' response to question one saying, I work in higher education and PPC is very competitive. Universities all offer many of the same major majors with the same terminology and because of government policies the public schools have to follow many of the same policies and we also don't have the budgets of the for-profit schools it's a very interesting niche to be in and julie goes i have done some work for 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 for-profit adult ed and it's challenging too rising above the snake oil options snake oil options yeah Yeah, and Robert goes, yes, higher ed is so competitive. Heather Cox responds saying, yeah, I work within the telecom, home services, law, etc. verticals, and we're experiencing tight competition across all. We're noticing competitors lean into new channel types that they hadn't prior and presenting a stronger focus on hyper-localization in their approach. Now, whilst I cannot talk about PPC Live UK, which is my main brand that I'm doing a lot of marketing for in terms of paid search, because I'm not doing any PPC for it at the moment, a lot of organic stuff that I'm approaching at the moment. It is it is a competitive space still. There's, I'm seeing loads of people now thinking about the whole other events they want to go to, other award events they want to go to, you know, things that are broad as well. 
well in-person events is very competitive so i'm going to be investing in some audience research with spark toro very soon julie as well says then julie then takes us a question too saying what are some ways you try to make your ad stand out or grab attention how does this vary by either industry and or platform for me the ads that are most important these days are that social proof other people going yes we love what you're doing we want to grab your attention uh, you know and other people have already seen the importance of our works so that we've grabbed their attention and we think it's worthy of you using us as well so for events i think a lot of social proof a lot of like pictures showing the environment of the event you know vibrant pictures vibrant ads really is really what is working um these days i think across most channels so julia vice as well answers saying i try to ensure uvp is front and center first unique value point yes is front and center first and offer messages have and offer messages have their own budget for example my toy client focuses on non-networked safe for kids digital toys so we put those features forward in images and headlines where possible any kind of price or limited time offer goes in a separate ad group or set julie goes i'm so big on fully knowing the compet fully knowing the competitive landscape as in i want to know what a, a searcher is likely to see when my client's ad also appears and also what the post ad click experience is that way i can work on making my clients ad stand out address things that compet competitors are not highlight areas where my client is better or shines etc if you have this knowledge you can do better in making your ads resonate to see what is happening on the social side you can always view ads libraries which are awesome and also visit competitors so you can see their remarketing in the wild so to speak Julie goes, there's so much homogeneous, homo, homogeneousness. Did I say that word? There is so much homogeneousness in ads. Like people view competitors ads and just copy them. Yikes. I see this so much on Facebook as we all have, after you click on an ad, you are immediately shown competitive ads. And so many are derivative of each other. Make yours unique and authentic to your brand's voice and vibe. That alone goes a long way. That alone goes a long way towards standing out, at least for me. So make yours unique and authentic to your brand's voice and vibe. And yeah, something that I, I picked up from Mark Ritson's talk that I went to last week where the Marketing Academy put a talk together and yeah, it was Mark giving advice about what things have changed but have not changed as well. In marketing, that the important important thing right now is to differentiate and be distinctive before used to be like be either different or distinctive and now you can be a bit of both because there's nothing is really truly different but if you can have a unique spice and bring in your unique spice of being um both a little quite different a little bit different but also distinct you stand out a lot more Dave Galibguez goes, yeah, some messages are just more innately viral in nature. Most messages are just okay, while others are great and commented or shared so much more. Finding that message that just hits lowest costs immensely. Julia goes, yeah, hopefully anyone working with influencers or creators has them locked down for the whole year. Nothing worse than seeing them working with a competitor at this time of year. Yeah, I wonder how expensive that would be, though, to lock them down for a year. 
Robert Brady goes, nailed it. Answer the question, why would a prospect choose my company over competitors in your ad copy right away? Julia goes, and Julie then goes, I think brands can also assume people know a lot more about them and their product or services than people actually do. And with that, they fail to make the basic. Here is what this solves for you connection. And that's so true. That's what a lot of content marketers, especially when they say, you know, they go on their, your site and they're like, let them know what you're selling, you know, and some sites, some websites, I have gone on landing pages and I'm reading and I'm reading and I'm reading lots of text. And if you ask me, what do these guys do? I'm like, I don't know. I then make sure with PPC live UK, you go on the landing page and say, we do events, quarterly events, meetup events from 5.30 to 10 p.m., four speakers, and you get free food, free drinks, great networking. Those are the big things we offer. Talks, food, networking. It's it's a great experience for the very low price of £20 that you do it for. But yeah, sorry, slightly plug, slight plug there. Of course I would, but getting there. So yeah, so think about, you know, again, just as saying what Judy says, you know, people know a lot more about them and their products or people assume, brands assume that people know what their product is about. But how about the new people who have no idea? And you'd be surprised how many of your customers, well, customers will know what you do because, but the new people coming on your site, even if you've done branding, still on the landing page, make it clear. So they fa- they really fail on the basic. Here is what this solves for you. Beth Bax as well says competitor research is huge for us in higher ed. How can we rewrite the boring old college talk? Everyone wants to be known as the most affordable university in their area. So we talk to our students and swap out the affordable term and use more creative copy in our ads. Save affordable for SEO. Our social media and photo team is also on the ground getting live content of campus and students every day. Some of our competitors are all using the same stock images. Absolutely. I try not to use stock images. Maybe for our blog images, yeah, but like, yeah, the 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 the, the images we use on the site very much you know about the events. And yeah, Julie goes, custom images are huge and you're right that so many just don't do it. Heather Cox as well says, I like to go through the experience of the competitor's website as a customer from beginning to end and then sell how my client feels in those gaps. This also provides areas of opportunity for us to test or grow into. We found that selling the convenience of something like the how versus the what has provided an increase in engagement and lead gen. And then we have Judy taking us on to question three, saying, are some platforms more difficult than others for you to make headway on uh, or noisy or more crowded? If so, which ones and why do you think that is? Hard to get headway with is Instagram at the moment. It's just so hard. Even with, with LinkedIn, I get quite a bit of traction. I've got good following on there. With Twitter, yeah, they've seen a bit of a hit over the past few months with the you know rise of Mr. EM. But yeah, it's it's Instagram is still my my biggest a bit of like yeah, difficult, more difficult than, than to, to navigate. Facebook, I don't even try. 
Facebook, it's I just don't feel my audience are on there. Julie then goes, I'm mostly on Google ads for many, for my current clients. So I will comment on what I see there. Yes, it's generally more crowded. And with Google pushing all the AI and automation, you have to work harder to make your ads sound better than your competition, especially with RSA. So responsive search ads being the only ad option. Google is assembling the ad searches. See, uh, Google is assembling what the ad searches see on the fly. So you have less control over standing out as a consumer i'm floored by how many advertisers for the exact same or very similar products there are on facebook the floods of ads that show up in your feed after you click on anything there is truly wild Dave Galigwas goes, after shaking the cushions, I've actively diverted some budgets away from Google to other platforms. It's just in our best interest to diversify. So there is a curve to mastering platforms outside the GM duopoly. So the Google or Meta duopoly, but worth it. And Julie goes, yeah, nicely done, Dave. Where did you move the money to? Dave goes, moving more than previously budgeted to Microsoft and programmatic buyers through Stack Adapt. I heard a programmatic person from Effective or Comcast on a podcast recently thinking about exploring those spots and MNTN. Not sure what MNTN are, who MNTN are. So please go and research that for me and tweet about it if you, if you would. Thank you. Then going on to question four. Julie asks, have you seen any ads lately that really caught your attention? What were they advertising and on what platform and what specifically caught your eye? Right now, I can't say off the top of my head any because I've been on my mind. What has been really sticking out of my mind are the brands who have been doing it so well for years. What actually stuck to my mind are KitKat. You know, with all the things that we say that are changing, KitKat has always been about take a break. They've been doing different ads, but it's always been take a break and that tone of voice and that that message has been staying on for decades now julie goes um to answer question um four saying i feel like the ads that best get my attention are the ones on facebook that just get it right as far as something they think i'll be interested in that i'm actually interested in in terms of also capturing my i am buying stuff i'll also say instagram i do shop a bit from or click through in things I think I would like from Instagram. Beth goes, as a marketer, honestly, the ones that have caught my eye the most are the awful ones. There are many on social platforms that are just a picture of a person. Maybe the entrepreneur headshot. It tells me absolutely nothing. And I get frustrated that people are wasting their money on this. And she continues, the ones that stand out in a good way often use out of the norm copy that make you stop and think. Julie goes, I also wish that ad platforms offered more control about frequency of ads. I'm not sure how everyone feels about it, but I get annoyed at seeing ads that don't land for me again and again and again. Beth goes, yes, I secretly applaud the small business Facebook ads that perfectly targeted me. <laughs> and Julie goes, right, sometimes it just nails it. And so, yeah. Some people get it right. Dave Galigos as well says that, yes, I now go to my local gym because the two kids behind their Facebook ads had my mid had my midlife crisis captured perfectly. Kristen K said, for me, it's when there is a very abstract image that perfectly captures a complex, a complex sentiment or emotion. And going on to our last question of the day, which came with just a few answers. Julie asks, is there something you really want to try in any of your accounts that your clients or stakeholders just won't let you run with? Well, 
I'm the client and I'm the stakeholder. So no, there's lots of things I want to try. I want to do some PR stuff. I want to do some, yeah, going into audience research and really finding out the different sites I really should be, you know, targeting. I want to do like, yeah, podcasting, speaking, engagement. So I'm not just talking about marketing in general, as you can imagine. So not just PPC, sir. And yeah, as I'm the stakeholder. We shall be going ahead with all of it. And Julie answers her own question saying, I get frustrated when they won't let me test headlines and descriptions that are designed specifically to combat what competitors are doing or promising. I get not wanting to feel like you're following what competitors are doing or chasing it, but to pretend that searches in particularly are not looking at multiple options is being willfully blind or stubborn. And Beth goes, yeah, this is a great question. And I agree mostly just them overriding the creative. So yeah. Don't just override the creative. One thing that one of our community members in our WhatsApp group said, actually, it it, it got me worrying. And it was one of those, is that answer too obvious? Because she was asking for help about the fact that the volume of one of her ad copy has, you know, or one of the campaigns had just had dropped recently. She hadn't really done anything that should affect the the volume. Like this is like volume of clicks that she was saying that's dropped. And she's, she was like, oh, I've not really changed the ad copy. I've only changed the ad copy once in the last 12 months. You know, the, you know, so I don't understand why the volume has gone down. I'm like, mate, maybe that is why, because you've only changed the ad copy once in the last 12 months, you know, because that kind of stuff, you need to refresh things there. The message and tone of voice should be the same, but people want to be interested, you know, want to see interesting and new different messaging. So yeah, give people that give people different and distinct don't just copy what the competitors are doing but do yeah show how you are different from the competitors don't copy and paste like a lot of facebook advertisers do but yeah just try to be distant different and distinct that is really what's important right now so yeah that brings us to the end of our chat this um, week hope you found it useful taking some great takeaways if you want to continue to talking about this topic join the discord group the pvc chat discord group just at neptune moon and message julie she'll give you the links to join all those groups on all those platforms, whether it's the Slack platform or the Discord platform, we will be having the audio um, version of this chat on Thursday, 5 p.m. GMT in Discord. For any feedback about the podcast or any corrections about anything that have been said, get in touch with me on my Twitter or also join the PPC Live UK Slack group. We're on there. Just go to bit.ly forward slash PLU Slack and you'll get a form on how to get on there and to, you know, discuss on with all of these important matters with other PPC professionals or join our WhatsApp group as well to answer some really great rapid fire questions. So just go to again, bit.ly forward slash PLU WhatsApp. Yeah. If you, or you will also be great to any longstanding or brand new listeners to give the podcast a review. It will really help with the growth strategy of the podcast. You can get, do that on Spotify by leaving a rating or leaving a review for that one. Go to linktree.com forward slash PPC chat underscore roundup. And again, just over two weeks, we are going to be having our last event of the year on October 26th. PPC Live UK is back with four speakers. We'll be talking across PMAX, automation, you know, rowing and just doing things better and how you can take control 
of your accounts. You don't want to miss it. I've ordered the cakes today. Yummy, yummy. Can't wait. And yeah, can't wait to invite you all to, to that on October the 26th. Tickets are only £20. Seriously, guys, that's the cheapest night out in central London, Holborn, we've got a location for that you'll be getting. So would love to see you there. Finally, remember for your campaigns and businesses to glide smoothly, there's a lot of hard work needed beneath the surface. So keep your swans kicking. Bye and speak to you next week. <laughs>